it's fucking wild. Yo, Mike. A nigga said Mike was fucking his wife and his kid. On some, uh... Abducted. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Mike was like, that's just insane. I'm not fucking your kid. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I try to get ahead of it. That's okay, baby. So, Michael Jackson goes on with his career, blah, 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 blah. 2005-ish comes around. This family is called the Arvizos. So, the kid in this case is called Gavin Arvizo. Nibs, do you remember a documentary that Michael Jackson did with Martin Bashir? Got a lot of um, press. It was like this British dude, this Indian British dude. And um, Michael, they had the kid on there. And then Mike's, like, Mike's talking about sharing his bed and all that shit. And then everyone's giving him a hard time for that shit. Yep. Remember that, mm-hmm. right? So cool. Now, around this time, Michael Jackson is like, you know, whatever. He's not doing the best and he's fucking whatever. Um, he, he wants to put this documentary together to like show his side of like, you know, like where he's been at. He don't, he don't do a lot of interviews and shit. Um, but he wants to go on TV and like show people like the real side of him. And, um, he had met this family uh, called the Arvizos and Gavin Arvizo is the kid who claims that Michael Jackson molested him. Gavin Arvizo met Michael Jackson because He's a cancer kid. This kid was dying. Mm. This kid was had like he was terminally ill, mm. and the doctors the doctors told him that he doesn't have about a, about a few months to live. So because you know when you're when you're a kid like that, you know you get like you can do like make a wish or whatever. Mm. So he first asked he he wanted to meet. I think it was um, George Lopez, Michael Jackson, and then let's call it I think like Adam Sandler or something like that. George, these Lopez. are people that he asked to. Yeah, because the kid wanted to be a comedian. He wants to be uh, on TV. That makes sense. Okay. So take that for what it <laughs> take that for what it's <laughs> worth. So the kid wants to be on TV. So he first he doesn't meet Michael Jackson first. He meets George Lopez first. So I want to talk touch on a few things with that. So he meets George Lopez. The family meets George Lopez. George Lopez has a connection to the Laugh Factory. Nibs, you know the Laugh Factory in uh, in LA. Mm-hmm. Laugh Factory is like the big comedy um ring. Okay. So the, That's the Laugh Factory went off with that racist shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, facts. Man. Niggas got over that quick. <laughs> they sure did. So, so he pulls up at the fucking um. He the, so the, the George Lopez helps facilitate this like camp for him because Gavin is the kid who has cancer. Gavin has an older sister and like a younger brother. So the whole family wants to be um. They want to be um like um comedians, but they're poor. So they go and um. They go to this camp and they're meeting a whole bunch of like celebrities and George Lopez is helping them with their comedy and they're using their poverty and all that kind of shit to like make jokes and shit. Mm-hmm. So whatever. They start hanging with George Lopez. George Lopez starts noticing that they're kind of getting like clingy and asking for more shit. So like one time, like for example, like George Lopez, they, he takes them to the mall. So they start pointing out all this expensive shit that they want. These, these are kids, by the way. These are just kids, like badass kids running around. Um, and they're talking about like all the shit that they want. Cool. Yeah. George Lopez had been inviting the few the people to her their house, so the family's there. The mom of of Gavin Arvizo, Gavin Arvizo, the cancer kid. Her, her, the mom's name is Janet. So Janet starts, you know, asking George Lopez if he can put a fucking um like a, a drive together to raise money. So he says 
he's like, yeah, okay, we'll put it together. She starts, but she starts pestering him about it, pestering him about it. He's like, look, like I'm gonna, we're gonna do it. All of a sudden, pulls up on George Lopez, like, yo, what's up? Are we doing this or not? Okay, George Lopez is like, no, we're not doing this. I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do it with you guys anymore. Fucking one time, George Lopez invites the kids to their crib, and the kid Gavin leaves his wallet in George Lopez's house. George Lopez finds a wallet in some room that no one goes in. I guess Spanish people have this room that people don't go in, I guess. So he finds a wallet in there with $50. He calls the family, talks to the husband, and the guy's like, yeah, 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 I did leave the wallet there. I had $350 in it. So George Lopez is like, no, it has $50. George Lopez finds out that his assistant or someone at the Laugh Factory just paid the $300 because they thought that they wouldn't be lying about that. George Lopez gets pissed. So these guys lying about $300 just to get something out of George Lopez. George Lopez gets, George Lopez's wife gets a call from David, which is the wife of Janet and like curses her out, calls her this stupid bitch on the phone. And then George Lopez like finally like cuts tie from them. Mm -hmm. Boom. Anyway, Michael Jackson sees this kid while he's like in a wheelchair. The guy, the kid can't even walk. He's like not wearing any, any weight. He's like, he's has no hair, none of this stuff. There's a note that says like he left um for michael jackson and said um that gavin Arvizo said michael J- michael thank you for giving me the courage to take my hat off uh, i really appreciate it something something along these lines um the whole family has praised michael jackson for helping cure this kid back to health after a while of hanging around michael jackson and these other things um Michael Jackson held a lot. He has some rare blood type, like O negative or some mm-hmm. shit. And like Michael Jackson held some exclusive blood drive um, to help, you know, raise money for him and all that kind of shit. Whatever. The kid gets literally cured from cancer. He's like a fucking medical mystery. He's like a, like a literal miracle. And um, he's like, says all these praises. Yeah. Okay. Michael Jackson calls up Bashir to do this documentary. Michael Jackson does not get paid for this documentary. Michael Jackson says that all the proceeds from this documentary will go to charity. Some normal shit that Michael Jackson would do. Michael Jackson's on fucking camera with the fucking Gavin Arvizo kid. The Gavin Arvizo kid saying how like Michael Jackson helped cure him of cancer. He goes to the house. They play fucking games. They run around, play fucking water guns. Boom. So like one thing, for example, like like the, <laughs> Martin Bashir is the documentary dude called the neverland estate and said hey i want to i want to see i want to get a lot of footage of kids that play at neverland can you guys invite kids over so it's like a like a busy day at neverland they're like oh yeah sure we, we have some kids that we can invite over fucking martin Bashir films that shit and goes i'm not sure why there's so many kids at neverland. <laughs> I, find, I, I found it odd that michael jackson would have so many kids surrounding him like you fucking cocksucker <laughs> you called these niggas anyway um at that point you know it was clear that you know martin Bashir wanted to um, he wanted a scoop, bro. T- yeah, he wanted the scoop, and he wanted to get a new job. As soon as the documentary aired, he got a new job at ABC. He moved from London to the to to the U.S. Got this new job, this new fancy job. Got a raise. Um, while all the money that um was raised from the documentary, Michael Jackson gave to charity two hundred fifty thousand dollars approximately. Wow. Now here's where this one gets crazy. Now, this documentary comes out, which raises all the red flags about how. Michael Jackson is inappropriately sharing his bedroom with these kids, with this kid, Gavin Arvizo. Now, Gavin. <laughs> All right. Just, just stay with me here. The Arvizos switched their story to find out that 
they're claiming that Michael Jackson held them captive at Neverland as as slaves to Neverland. Some R. Kelly shit. <laughs> I was thinking. As slaves to Neverland that they couldn't escape. And that... Because, okay, so Michael Jackson did this whole thing about how, like, um, while Martin Bashir was recording his people... Michael Jackson had his own film team on at the same time recording everything, which is some pretty smart shit, right. actually, for him to do. So after that was released, Michael Jackson had a whole documentary released about like the footage that they didn't show, which is crazy because he's seen that they flipped it crazy. But the Arvizo family is all on camera saying that Michael Jackson did so much to save their kid's life. This kid had cancer. He was terminal. He saved their life. He's like a father figure to them. Da, 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 da. The, the fucking Arvizos... Go, go then to say, all of a sudden, um, we were held captive and Michael Jackson is molesting my kid. Michael Jackson, they, they want, they go to, they go, they don't go to the police. Obviously, they go to lawyers first. Michael Jackson says, no, I'm not paying these niggas. <laughs> so he's now, he's like, fuck it, we're going to trial. And he's like, I'm not doing that shit again. Michael Jackson's now in, in court. <sighs> this is, this is where it gets crazy. So you find out in court that, and you, Nibs, you remember Michael Jackson getting arrested and the whole like being in court every single day, coming in with the family. This nigga had the fucking nation of Islam and shit. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Michael Jackson. These people are, are claiming that Michael Jackson abused their kids. So they're on, they're in court. You find out that this woman, Janet Arvizo, which by the way, she remarried to this, a person named Jay Jackson. So she insisted that the that the judge and everyone in the courtroom refer to her as Janet Jackson. Oh no, she didn't. Fucking judge judge goes, No, we're not <laughs> fucking doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. Anyway. Oh, you, lady? Exactly. You crazy? So anyway, you find out that that the family of the Arvizos had a claim against JC Penny some years before where they claim that this is this is a true story. This is not I don't make I didn't make none of this up. She claims that the people at JC Penny, the security security in JC Penny, beat her up in the parking lot, body slammed her, did belly flops on her, <laughs> touched touched her private parts, and squeezed her nipples twenty five times. That exact number. <laughs> Sheldon, listen, listen to me. <laughs> this is this is what was reported. The police come to the fucking JCPenney parking lot, arrest everybody that's in there. The kids are there. The mom's there. The dad's there. She goes to the police station. She go, They go, do you need medical assistance? She goes, no. The police document on the report, no injuries, da-da-da-da. They send her home. Three, I don't know how many days later, some days later, she pulls up at a lawyer to sue JCPenney for this incident, but with now with pictures of bruises on her body that weren't there when... She was allegedly body slammed and belly flopped and titty twistered. So <laughs> you got <a> chill. <laughs> we chill. Twenty five nipple nipple <laughs> twisters. The belly the now, belly flops is what got me. It's fucking it's like crazy. WWE out there, right? So so this person says, this person says, um, the so the the lawyer is like, all right, we're gonna sue J.C. Penny. So now. JC, so, but now the kids are, are are talking to the lawyers saying, "Yeah, my my mom was body slammed. My mom, they grabbed my mom's private parts and, and they grabbed my mom's nipples." These kids are are you know the lawyers think that they they were coached to say that these things about their mom, even though JC Penny obviously claims that you know, it's a parking lot. There's you know cameras and shit. They didn't do this. Now the accuser in this case, who Ron feels so highly about, and that's absolutely his privilege, 
in my opinion, I think we proved this, had assisted his mother in a false sexual harassment claim against J.C. Penney Stores. He was a child who took a sworn deposition to support her claim that she'd been sexually attacked in a parking lot by security guards, and we proved it was completely, utterly bogus. We got the intake information at the police department. She didn't have a bruise on her body, a hair out of place, that she didn't need medical attention. She pops up a few weeks later with photographs showing all this bruising. And we had a paralegal from the law firm that represented her in the case who kept calling me in tears. She was just devastated about what to do. She said, this woman told me it never happened. And I'm afraid to lose my job. Um, but, you know, JCPenney, they're a fucking huge company, so they settled that shit. How much does this poor family win? $152,000. That's one. Two, you find out later that Janet Arvizo, Janet Janet is the kid's mom, asked for donations from Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, and Mike Tyson for, for, for their son's treatment, saying that they, they won't, they weren't able to pay for it. But they were not, they were withholding the fact that, that their father's insurance was paying for all the treatments. So they were keeping money from these celebrities that they didn't need. That's number two. Number three. Janet Arvizo later pled guilty to welfare fraud. <laughs> so she was collecting government assistance when, when um, she wasn't eligible for it. Boom. So you got these three things. Okay. So that happened. Anyway, this kid goes on fucking on, on, on the stand. His story doesn't match up to anything that, that the, the, his little brother is saying. His little brother claims that he saw this happen. This, he saw him getting, being molested. The kid Gavin is claiming that I, I w- no one was around when I was being molested. Um, the, the kid, the family who, who was on video claiming, sh- shouting out Michael Jackson's prayer, um, praises and for saving their life. They say that they asked, Oh, but, but you're on camera praising Michael Jackson. Oh, they gave us a script to read. That was all scripted. My first impression was that he's a very loving, caring, humble man. He took us under his wing when nobody else would. Um, he didn't turn us away like um, all the people were doing. And he gave my brother the extra little spark he needed in his mind because my brother was to the point where he couldn't even move. He couldn't even talk. And he gave my little brother so much. But when they were not on the camera, the camera was still rolling. So the, so the lawyer goes, but what about the, the outtakes in between the, in between the shots? You got, you're still sh- shooting the praises. She goes, it was, yeah, but that, it, that part was scripted too. So they go, okay, but who, who gave you the script? She goes, oh, it's all scripted. These are, these are court documents of what they say, uh, what's happening in yeah. trial. Boom. Now, while I, I, while this may be lengthy, but it's important for me to bring the beginning trial up because a lot of people will say, yo, but why did Michael Jackson pay off that first kid? Cool. In the state of California, where Michael Jackson was on trial in 2005, they had what they call, I forgot what it's called, the, um, like the bad habits statute or something like that, where you can bring in evidence from a, pr- a previous trial into a, a current trial. So now they were able to bring in evidence from Michael Jackson's first case that he settled into this trial. So basically, if you acquit Michael Jackson of this one, you're basically acquitting him of all charges. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't talk about that either. What California allows and few states do allow is that in a case like this, you can bring in evidence of other alleged similar acts, even if they were never charged with a crime, and even if they're not the essence of the charge in this particular case. 
So what they said in their opening statement was, we have evidence that five young men were molested. And we're going to present all of that to you. And to make it even worse, it appeared, the judge did something I've never seen happen in a case like this. With respect to three of those alleged five victims, he allowed witnesses to come in and say they saw them molested without the prosecution having to bring the actual alleged victims in. They put on three guards who had worked at Neverland to say they saw these three people molested. One of them, Macaulay Culkin, okay, the actor. All right? Now, those three guards had sued Michael Jackson, claiming that he wrongfully terminated them. He had cross-complained, saying that they had stolen property from him. They lost their case. Jackson won his cross-complaint. He had a million-dollar judgment against all of them. There were judicial findings of fraud against all of them. They had gone to the tabloids and sold stories. And the three people they say they saw molested, they were my first three witnesses. They came in and said they were never touched. You got Wade Robson as kid number one. Wade Robson, which is important for the Neverland documentary, right? Wade Robson comes on the fucking stand. Mr. Robson, are you are you aware that there that you're being that Michael Jackson is being accused of molesting you? Yes, that never happened. Had Michael Jackson ever touched you in a sexual way? No, absolutely not. Has Michael Jackson ever done anything inappropriate with you? No, absolutely not. Wade Robson is very strenuously denying all of these claims. And then the prosecutor who was uh, cross-examining him was Ron Zonin. And sort of out of desperation, he goes, well, what if Michael Jackson molested you when you were asleep? Then you wouldn't know about it, would you? (laughs) You know, your witnesses have never suggested that Wade Robson was molested in his sleep. You know, you're just clutching at straws now. I mean, you could say that to anyone. Next person is fucking Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin goes up there. He's like, no, nigga, you didn't fucking molest me. Um, I don't think he said nigga, but whatever. <laughs> no, he he didn't he didn't molest me. Fourth kid they want is Jordy Chandler. Boom! They've tried to bring Jordy Chandler back in the mix, the original kid. Jordy Chandler, what happened? We think he happens with him. My my Jordy Chandler refuses to go. Of course, because <laughs> this kid like fled the country. Oh wow! He refuses to go on, on trial to testify. Okay, you can read into that however you want. That's why it's, I said it's important for me to go. But by from this the beginning. time, he's. Is he still a kid? No, these are they're all adults. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. They're all adults at this at this at That's this what point. I so he refuses to go, flees the country. Boom. So back to the back to the court. Janet Arvizo goes on on the trial on the stand, and she's saying, you know, they're 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 shouting Michael Jackson's praises, right? Right. And they're t- they're telling you that it's scripted, the script, everything's scripted. Janet Arvizo is on trial, and she's saying. She's saying that I was trapped at Neverland. They're like, but because th- Neverland has a fucking uh, a book that documents every time you leave and come. So the lawyers are like, says here you left three times and went back. She goes, yes. So she's like, you es- so you escaped three times, and then she goes, uh, yes, I guess, but we didn't come. We never came back. And, she- and he says, well, you says here you came back. He's like, well, after th-. she's like, oh, after that we never came back. She t- says on the stand that she tried to escape from a hot air balloon. <laughs> bro these are real stories bro this is what this woman is saying on tv so you've seen the videos of these or you're just reading all the transcripts you can you can't there's no video you can only read court transcripts of like everything that's what's was said in the in the court this one was not allowed to be like filmed or whatever that's why i guess like um what's the what, casey anthony like you can see everything on mm-hmm. tv this one you can't see 
but everything is like just court documents that I read. So this woman said it out loud. Like I tried to, we we wanted to escape from hot air balloons. When in the in the meanwhile, they're not they're never trapped. So here's the crazy part. Now keep in mind of this simple simple timeline. Michael Jackson befriends this kid who is dying from cancer. This kid is fucking like literally emaciated, right? right? Becomes his friend, takes care of him, takes care of his family. They're ripping off J.C. Penney, George Lopez, Adam Sandler, all these celebrities, Jay Leno, all these things, right? Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, they're they're um they're trying to get they ask Chris Tucker um get get me get us a car. Chris Tucker's like, no, I'm not getting you a car. Anyway, <laughs> boom, this documentary comes out. Michael Jackson's upset about how the documentary looks. The family's upset about how the documentary looks, how it looks that, that Michael Jackson is treating them inappropriately. Now, keep in mind, I want you guys to pay attention very carefully. These, this family wants us to believe that the Michael Jackson molested this kid after the documentary came out, after they quote unquote escaped Neverland. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, when Michael Jackson is seeing how this made him look, on TV, upset about it, working with the family to make sure that that they're not upset about how they were portrayed, then has the has the the fucking sickness to molest a kid after that. Wow. And that's the timeline that they want you to believe. Yeah, the timeline was totally nonsensical, but the accusers and the prosecutors were backed into a corner. They were stuck in a a situation where the family had known Michael Jackson for about three years, maybe four years before they made this allegation. But unfortunately for them, they had appeared in a Martin Bashir documentary where they'd spoken about what a lovely person Michael Jackson was and how he was a father figure and he'd saved their son from cancer. So it was not really feasible for them to then go on the record and say, yeah, all this time Michael was abusing Gavin and we just decided to lie about it on TV. So the only way that an allegation could be brought was to claim that it had happened after the Martin Bashir documentary. When everyone was on red alert and Michael knew everyone was on red alert. Exactly. I mean, the story is, the story that they go to court with is that Michael Jackson begins molesting Gavin Arvizo in the middle of the Department for Children and Family Services investigation, <laughs> in which the Department for Children and Family Services are asking Gavin Arvizo whether he's ever been molested. That's, that is the timeline that they go to court with. Makes no sense. You have to be like a real psychopath, which, okay, you, okay, you think Michael Jackson's a psychopath, I don't agree, but like, it just doesn't make any sense. So cool. Michael Jackson, long story, long story long, Michael Jackson wins this, this case. He's, um, you know, found not guilty for like 14 counts of like child abuse and child sexual shit and fucking conspiracy and giving kids alcohol, like all this crazy shit. They like, you know, and mind you, this is a jury in California. This is a Santa Monica County, yeah. Santa Barbara County. There's no black people on this, on this jury. There's barely any black people that live in that city. It's all white people, mostly Republican and shit, I think. But these are people who have seen the family testify with three different stories, the history of the family of you know trying to get people for money and this this family was gavin right gavin gavin yeah yeah this is a kid that had cancer this is so let me get this straight make a wish introduce this family to michael jackson like that's essentially they asked to see they asked to meet like michael jackson george lopez and i think it was adam sandler and so after the whole george lopez debacle they saw fit to link this man up with well, Make-A-Wish didn't link it. Like, it was like he was, they were already in the celebrity circle. So uh, it's like, 
like because like they started doing the comedian thing and at that time chris tucker got real close with michael so they connected through that way gotcha, gotcha. that's why and then chris tucker tried to give michael daxon the heads up um because chris tucker they asked chris tucker for the car and all that money and shit they kept asking this nigga for money so chris tucker goes yo mike you gotta stop fucking with these people i, I got a bad feeling about them so Michael Jackson listens, thank God, to Chris Tucker, and he starts distancing himself from the family, which then triggers this because now the family was not getting the attention and they weren't getting the um, the um, like the money and the and the gifts um, from this yeah. person. Like like one thing, for example, right? The woman claims that she's held captive in Neverland. She gives the the, ju- the judge and the jury the timeline. During that timeline, you can see that she's in Neverland ordering makeup products and beauty products that she's um charging to neverland so at the same time that you're being held captive but you somehow have the the freedom to to shop and and buy up things under michael jackson's dollar so like there's like a whole bunch of like things that like just don't make any sense boom and then he fucking gets off of this trial fast forward to the last part of my story these kids that are in this documentary they're not kids they're grown-ups wade robson and the other kid is the other guy's name is james now, Wade Robson is Michael Jackson. He's always around Michael Jackson. He's like a big fan. He was in Michael Jackson music videos. He's a dancer. He's a choreographer for like Britney Spears and shit. He was in You Got um, Served. He was? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, wh- yeah, you got the spiky hair. character? No, that's not. You seen You Got Served? The spiky hair. Yeah, man. He had that same hairstyle. Oh, okay. So he, he's a, he's like a, a more famous dude than the dude, um, other dude. James, the other dude did a Pepsi commercial with Mike. Wade Robson. You know, always supported Michael. Like I said, went on trial, went on, on in court and said, Michael Jackson never touched me. Went on TV, said, Michael Jackson never touched me. Cool. No big deal. That's 2005. 2009, Michael Jackson dies. Rest in peace, my guy. R.I.P. Wade Robson is, is, has doc, there's documents of Wade Robson emailing the family of Michael Jackson saying, Hey, can, can we, can me and my family get tickets to the, the memorial? You know, that shit was in Stable Center. Um, so they ask for how many tickets, whatever. They're like, yeah, cool, come through. Boom, that's 2009. 2000, about 11. Y'all know, y'all know that um, Michael Jackson got a Cirque du Soleil, right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wade Robson tried to get on. Wade Robson went on TV in 2011. So they asked Wade Robson on TV, all right, hey, Wade, what's going on? What, what, what do you got going on these days? Da, da, da. He goes, well, you know, actually, you know, we got the Wade, we got the, um, the Wade, we got the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil coming up. Um, uh, it's, it's a really big deal for me. I'm a huge, you know, Michael Jackson is my biggest influence. You know, I've known him since I was seven years old and it's a huge honor for me to be, you know, choreographing this, this big production. What do you think happens next? You didn't get it. Boom. They don't give it to fucking Wade Robson. Wade Robson is not the choreographer. He is not a part of the Cirque du Soleil. And and a year or two later, years fine. later, he fucking says Michael Jackson fucked me <laughs> and molested me, and tries to sue Michael Jackson for hundreds of millions of dollars. But does he level legal accusations immediately? Hell, the fuck no! Like all accusers before him, he first tries his case in the media. Now, did when you testified in two thousand and five, mm-hmm. and you took the stand and you raised your right hand and you yeah. swore under oath that. Nothing sexual ever happened between you and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Why did you lie? You know, I said what I understood, and I said what I was able to say. But, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. So, so Wade goes, so, so the judge goes, he throws it out. 
Wade goes and finds the kid, James Safechuck, who's the other guy from the documentary. And I'm not going to go into his story because of time concerns. But he gets, he goes in and gets his kid. He's like, yo, get with me, bro. I need, I need more, I need more people. They go in and the judge throws it out again. Now, what people don't understand is they're, that, that, these, these cases were thrown out, but they're appealing them. So they're currently in appeals right now. So they're on this, they're in this documentary saying, you know, Michael Jackson, did all this disgusting ass, freaky ass shit while at the same time they're trying to get hundreds of millions of dollars. Like one, one example for it, um, for your reference, right? This is for you, Sheldon. Mm-hmm. So Wade Robson is suing Michael Jackson's estate for all this shit, right? So the people who are the legal people who are getting all their information, they ask for all Wade's emails. Wade, <laughs> Wade, go, Wade sends all the emails over. They find an email that Wade sent to his mom. It's a tabloid story of a, some made up article that said, that Michael Jackson molested Wade Robson. This is an email thread that they have documents of. This is serious. <laughs> Wade, Wade Robson sends that article to his mom on email. He, she goes, he goes, mom, do you remember any of this happening? She goes, wow, no, absolutely not. This motherfucker, Wade Robson, includes that whole story in his deposition anyway. Wow. As and the judge, and the judge, the, yeah, the judge sees it. He's like, no, nigga, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so then. Then people say, "Oh, well, the, the judge only threw out the trial because it was it was um it was a technicality. It was a it was too old." Well, the judge who threw it out was a family court judge. So, if anyone is going to be sympathetic to child molestation, right. I would imagine it would be a family court judge. So now these people are on TV, and people who watch it, they're like, oh, "It's so disgusting." I don't understand why Michael Jackson, like people, we need to cancel Michael Jackson. Da da da. It's like, just like R. Kelly. No, it is not like R. Kelly. It is totally different. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of sad that, I mean, like people don't really take the time to do the research. And the documentary is just a one sided documentary. It's just these guys talk, telling stories. So just like if someone said, if HBO came to me and they're like, all right, did, um, Jamal Nibs molest you? And I'm like, yeah, he was fucking, fucking tossing my salad and all that shit. It was crazy. It's the same amount of evidence as, as they have for Michael Jackson molesting these kids, just what they say out loud. And I don't have to, I don't want to be insensitive to people who are victims of child abuse, domestic abuse, anything like that, sexual harassment. Like I have super sympathy for you, but based on what I have on these facts, it doesn't add up to me. Man. Honestly, the second one, I really needed George Lopez to step up and give, give Mike the heads up on this. Word. He could have <laughs> nipped all that shit in the bud. Bro. Yeah, there's a, there's a, and then in the, in the document, in the court documents, or I read a, a book by this woman named Aphrodite Jones, and she's a, she's a, she's a court reporter who like hates, hated Michael Jackson, and she, she wrote the, she wrote the book after she realized that the media was just trying to fuck him. So it's kind of like one of the interesting things where like someone that was a Michael Jackson hater just was, was writing the facts. And like after George Lopez like testifies, he's leaving the stand, and like, you get a lot of, you get a lot of commentary in the book about like how Michael Jackson's facial expressions were, body language, which is interesting to me. And George Lopez is walking out and he's like, he's like smiling and he's trying to, he's trying to look at Michael Jackson to give him a smile. And Michael Jackson won't look at him. He's just looking straight, angry. <laughs> it's kind of like, kind of like, yo, nigga. Yeah, what's up? With a minor, the minority heads up. Chris Tucker showed, showed yeah, love. Yeah, this nigga just, just let it happen. He just let it run. Yeah, he, yeah, he violated, bro. Even Jay Leno, like Jay Leno, went on trial to say that the same case, like, people barely know that Jay Leno was a part of this yeah, trial. I didn't know that. Jay Leno went on trial to say like, yo, this family's like mad, like they're asking me for money, like like basically to testify on the behalf of the defense that these families like are bloodsuckers, right? 
then this nigga would go on his on his late show and make fun of Michael Jackson. Oh, that's shady. It's wild shady, bro. It's like, yeah, I get it. That's your job to be to be funny, but like you you know more than anybody that that was happening in there. Right. So it's really crazy. Um it's really crazy. So, I mean, you could you can be you you it's hard to be surprised at hearing this stuff because you do really just hear one side of it. Yeah. So I could only do so much. I feel like Mike is a a perfect person to put in that position. One, because it would appear that he keeps he's fucking hanging around kids. Huh? He keeps hanging around these fucking well, kids. Yeah, he but he's it seems like his heart is in the right place, right? And he's trying to do right by the kids and, and support kids that are having a tough time. And then right. two, his disposition, like he's he almost had a like a childlike vibe to him, like the way he spoke was very soft. Mm-hmm. You know, it it and in society that would come across as weird. It's not right, it's not macho. So because it's viewed that way, then you would possibly yeah. think that those two things link might make him a weird person or a person that would be, you know, more likely to to yeah. violate. If I'm gonna kid. take advantage of a celebrity, I'm taking advantage of Michael Jackson. The nigga had the worst team in history around him. That nigga was naive as fuck. Right. I mean, like, even, like, I believe, like, R. Kelly's, like, has these different problems, and that's a whole different case, but, like, even look how the media reports that, like, it's funny that this nigga was wilding out on fucking CBS, but, honestly, the, the media's eating that shit up. It's a black man unfucking raveling yeah. on TV. And, and like, even though that shit's, like, I made fun of that shit, it's yeah, fucking hilarious. Yeah, funny, but, and, and I, I, get, I get what you're saying, like, let me be clear, <laughs> I think he's guilty, but, right, like, in the headlines, like, uh, R. Kelly upset, well, like, of course he's fucking upset, like, whether he, if... If if you did it or didn't do it, like either way, like you're upset about it. If you did it, you're right. upset that you got caught. If you didn't do it, you're upset that you're being accused. Like how should you be? How should you react? So I, I feel that. Yeah, I mean the whole thing's fucking wild. Like if a woman on stand told me that she tried to escape from Neverland in a hot air balloon, like <laughs> like th- the fact that that's not on TV, because it would makes the woman look crazy, yeah. and then people would say, okay, maybe this Michael Jackson shit is a little weirder than we thought. But no, they want to talk about how Michael Jackson pulled up to court in pajamas. Okay, do you want to know why he pulled up in fucking pajamas? Because he got fucking sick as shit, went to the hospital that morning. Nibs, you remember him going up in pajamas, yeah. right? This nigga, <laughs> nigga pulls up in the fucking hospital the morning of, of, like, he got real sick when, like, Gavin was testifying. He was, like, like really upset about that because, like, the nigga had, he, he like, felt, like, so proud of, like, helping this guy get yeah. back from cancer. That the nigga just slipped it on him crazy. So he was like, he was like really in a bad shape, in bad shape. So he pulls up at the hospital and and then they go to court and the judge is like, yo, where the fuck is Mike? And then the lawyer is like, um, yo, he's in the hospital right now. Like, um, can we get an extension or, um, um, you know, like a, what do you call that? Like a delay or something? Um, the, the judge is like, no, nigga. Like, he, if he's not here by 930, I'm throwing him in jail. Wow. So Tom runs out of the court. Tom Medizor is his, is his lawyer. Runs out the fucking courtroom. Calls Mike. They're like, "Yo, Mike, you got to come right now." Mike's Mike has to leave the hospital. One of the one of the um like one of his guards or something that gave him his blazer. So he had a blazer over his pajamas. Mike comes into the courtroom. He gets there like it's like a, now it's a race against the time, right? So like the media's like, "Okay, will he make it? Will he make it?" Da 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 da. He gets there after he gets there like five minutes. Later. I guess the judge is like, "All right, nigga, just hurry up." So he fucking, 
sits down, but the jury comes in after. So the jury is listening to a whole day of, of trial. They never even knew that he had pajamas on because they didn't see his legs. They just saw the blazer. But the whole day, the news is just reporting, you know, that Michael Jackson came to court in fucking pajamas, looking looking like a fucking weirdo, wacko jackos in pajamas. Like, But you're not talking about how the fucking, you know, the mom got fucking her nipples twisted 25 <laughs> times by JCPenney security guards. <laughs> and Billy flopped on Belly flopped and body slammed, <laughs> <laughs> and told, and the kids and the kids said, "Yeah, my mom, my mom got her private parts touched." Sakes, man. These are the same kids that said Michael Jackson touched them inappropriately. Honestly, so. that J.C. Penny settle is is wild to me too, though. Like, I feel like J.C. Penny, you know, like you said, there's cameras and shit. Like, I feel like they could have had sufficient evidence to squash this. Yeah, but if you're a JCPenney, you give a nigga $100,000, $150,000, like, all right, shut up. I don't know. Like, that's, just, that's just wild to me. Like, uh, yeah, I, you know, JCPenney, so. Yeah, no, it's it's fucking hella wild. And then you got, like, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, no one reports about George Lopez. The fucking DA, the same guy Tom said, and that was have this vendetta for Michael Jackson. He goes, Chris Tucker testified in this thing. He tells Chris Tucker on the stand now, oh, be a good boy now. This is a boy. white man telling Chris Tucker be a good boy on on fucking on fucking trial. And you're trying to tell me race is not a part of this? Okay, Thank got it. Sakes. People don't report yeah, that. That's, that's, that's the fact. first time I heard that. That's yeah, needed that. I still gotta watch the doc though. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at people who watch the doc. I ain't cutting nobody off for watching the doc. I'm not fucking pick, standing in front of HBO Studios and, and, and picketing that shit. But all I ask is that people just do their homework because it's going to be people that watch it. And you know, they're going to be like, they're going to be like, this shit is ridiculous. Like, I've seen a nigga write on the Internet, like, after watching this documentary, I have no doubt in my mind. I know for 100 percent sure that Michael Jackson, like, right there, just let me stop you right now. Like, what do you mean? I don't. I can't. I don't have the bandwidth, bro. Like I, I, I'm only one man. I can't. I can't hit. I can't get it all. But the Michael Jackson shoulders, they out the, there. So, so do you think this? So this isn't really a impartial document documentary. Like it, it, this is, this is really them attacking Mike. It's a yeah. It's a. It's like yeah. It's like a one sided thing. So it's not like a documentary where like they talk about the case. Yeah. It's like these two people accuse Michael Jackson of molesting them. Let's find out how it happened. So in the beginning of the documentary, you're going to hear a lot like how they met Michael Jackson. So like that, like, and that, all that stuff is true. So it's like one of those documentary tricks where like in the beginning, you kind of groom the audience to like believing you because those stories are true. Then you can flip to the lie and they already believe you. So like everything just sounds more believable. So in the beginning, you talk about how you met him. And then they talk about how like, um, like a lot of the times, like Wade, when they asked Wade Robson, why you didn't, why you lied under oath? He says, cause, um, I, I, I was told that it was love. I wasn't, I thought it might, and, um, it was like a love relationship. So I thought, I didn't think anything was wrong with it. But then he backtracks and also then also says, Michael Jackson said that we both go to jail for a long time if they found out and our careers would be over, which obviously as a grown up, you know, the difference between right and wrong and the, the court actually very clear questions whether Michael Jackson touched you, not, not if he did anything wrong to you. These are very specific mm-hmm. court questions, but anyway. So you hear a lot about that, and then you'll hear about how like how like but like the, the most disgusting shit you could ever think about is is what they say like word bro that's fucking ridiculous. And to me, the I guess the overall like 
troubling part is that we're more willing to believe that mm-hmm. these people would, that a person like Michael Jackson would do something so heinous, that probably the most heinous crime beyond of, of ending someone's life. They're more willing to believe that with no evidence than they are to believe that Michael Jackson, who really wanted to like make the world a better place and like help these kids and like give all this money, that, that it's more likely that he was actually abusing these kids than simply just helping them. I am not going to do anything sexual to a child. It's not where my heart is. I will slip my wrist first. I would never do anything like that. That's not Michael Jackson, I'm sorry. That's someone else. So that's like my biggest qualm with everything. It's like, you have to take a side, but there's a few, there's very few people who take the side of, of innocence because, because just because someone is weird doesn't mean that they're criminal. And I'm never going to defend Michael for being a normal dude. He's fucking Michael Jackson. How could the most popular person in the world, in the history of the world, be normal? And there's some sh- a lot of shit that he does that I, I don't agree with and a lot of shit that obviously it's different. Like, but how can I fucking, how can I pretend to try to put myself in his shoes? I don't understand how I can't. I, I'm not, I'm not in that position to do that. But based on what I have, based on what I've researched, um, and what, and what he says out loud and what he does, what his actions match up, you know, there's people who are judging Michael Jackson that have never given back to a single charity or went to a, a, you know, went to a single, you know, done a concert for free. Like every concert that Michael Jackson does, he stops at a children's hospital in that city, in that country with no cameras allowed so that it's not a publicity stunt. He just stops at the hospital, only kids hospitals and, and goes around and talks to these kids and they get something in that, in a fucking shitty life that they have. They get one day to say that Michael Jackson came through and fucking made my day a little bit better. So that's kind of like, that's my spiel. That's, that's where, that's where I put my foot down at and. That's pretty much where I stand. When Michael and I used to sit down and watch television, and we used to see the children in Africa, flies around their mouth. You remember that? They were just dying. And he'd sit there with tears streaming down his face. And I would do both of us sitting there crying like two fools. (laughs) And um, he said, Mother, one day I'm going to do something about that. And he said, I know I can't heal the world but I can help. And he always, always stuck to that. And he has given millions of dollars to support children. Well, that's another doc I'm not watching. Well, <laughs> honestly, if you were to watch this one and didn't watch nothing else we've ever talked about on this podcast, I'd probably fade you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking strength of Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'm not interested. Lisa Bonet, yeah. that's the other one. Lisa Bonet, ain't that um, ain't that Denise? Yes, Huxable? I was trying to remember earlier when we we're going through the. Yeah, that's Denise. Lisa Bonet, that's that's the one. I also had a childhood crush on Lisa Bonet. Yeah, I, 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 I knew he was gonna take my answers. You said that. I said Denise Huxable. Do you do you even listen to the podcast when they go on? <laughs> I missed that. Yo, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> man that's crazy that you know a lot of people don't know (laughs) all the details that go into this you know the michael jackson thing and all these stories um it's just another case of the media being able to manipulate people's minds and um if you don't do do some digging on your own you know you might really never know the real truth yeah i think we got to put one of those things like if you or someone you know has been a victim of child abuse, please call this hotline. 
I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's a serious thing, bro. This, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> said, mm-hmm. This guy, <laughs> incorrigible. <laughs> All right, Nibs. What we got? I heard can you had a pivot rant? to this. Can we pivot to this energy shift? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we need it, bro. We need to lift my spirits, bro, before I swing this man in the mirror. All right, I got you, bro. Uh, I got a quick rant in me. It's been a while since I had a, a decent rant session, so here we go. Uh, Has been a while. I think a lot of people use the band Nickelback as a punchline when describing terrible bands. And uh, Nickelback ooh, is bad? Okay. According to the people, if you look them up, Shells, I, I know you're going to Google I think, them. I think it's uh, white people don't like yeah, them. Yeah, hate them. Don't like them. Shells, Google that. You'll see. But there's a quick news flash. They are freaking awesome. Yeah, the best are. musical yeah. act to come out of Canada. Yes, I know there's a nigga named Aubrey Graham. Fuck that guy. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know they were Six top 10 hits. Nine top 20 hits, including the number one, How You Remind Me. Other notable hits that's include fine. Photograph, one of my all-time favorites, Rockstar. Yeah, that's a hit. So in conclusion, please put some fucking respect on Nickelback's name out here in these streets. Bro, you know they did. They put their foot in that uh, in that hero. Ooh, talk about it. We're all here, actually. Nibs, we ain't on that far away, though? Yes, far away is also up there. Listen to that shit today. You remember the video for that shit? Yeah, sorry. His videos used to be live. I mean, their videos. Yeah, I don't know why people don't like him like that. I think I have to ask a white person next time I see him. That's so strange. This is the first time I've heard of this. I feel like they treat Nickelback like how we treat Ja Rule. (laughs) Damn, good call. But I don't know if they were ever liked. Like, Ja Rule had had a decent run. These niggas just been getting hated on forever. I feel like he was tolerated. Bruh, Ja Rule when he was out? Yeah, but like niggas wasn't putting no Ja Rule posters up in their career. Right. Like he wasn't getting respect, respect. Like, okay, he's making hate. People was grooving to his music, but it wasn't like, oh wow, I want to be like Ja Rule. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I I need to ask a white person what their beef is. I think it's I think it's because it's not hard enough for them. I think it's like alternative. I think they don't like it because it's kind of softy, but I think they make fucking good music. That's a, what the fuck made you think of Nickelback? It was just random, bro. I don't know. That's not even a rant. You just you're, you're ranting that that people hate them. Yeah, and they Why shouldn't. People, hate people need to respect the fact that they make hits, and you know what I'm saying. They yeah, they make quality music. Yeah, this whole episode about Michael Jackson, which I was planning to put that as the outro song. Now I got a fucking swing. <laughs> Fucking, you remind me. <laughs> Thank you. The fucking drums on that bitch. This is how you remind me. This is how you remind me of what I really am. This is how you remind me of what I really am. It's not like you say sorry. I was waiting on a different story. This time I'm.
Mm-hmm. I'm about to swing that whole discography. Prison gates won't open up to me. Ooh. Yo, Nickelback is my shit. Damn, I got, all right, fuck Man in the Mirror. I'm playing Nickelback. Sure? I'm here. But you are going to swing some MJ, though. I know you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm swinging MJ. That ain't getting canceled. Fuck that. Bro, I could. <laughs> I can't see you canceling what? him. Like, <laughs> if I saw him, like, on, on camera fucking, like, blessing some <laughs> yeah, kids. Yeah, but you. <laughs> honestly, like, keep it a fucking whole stack, bro. Like,. Yes. I would cancel him. I, I would cancel him. Nigga, <laughs> you still playing the I Wish remix? I don't right. that shit. No, I'm not playing, no, I'm not playing the I Wish remix. I'm playing regular I Wish. <laughs> <laughs> but I would I would need a, a few more spins of those than I would need. Yeah, you're I not cancel. It's going to take you a whole year to fully cancel him, bro. Of R. Kelly MJ. or MJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God he's a upstanding citizen. Yeah. Anyway, man, we out of here. Um, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I mean, do something good for the for the for the earth, man. Like, pay it forward. Do take something from this episode of education and and just giving back and and being kind, regardless of what you believe. You have to believe in in humanity. So do do some cool shit this week, Sheldon. We out, <laughs> Jamal. I love you guys. Us or the uh, listeners? I love everyone. No, you don't. You, you don't. no, no. We're not letting that slide. <laughs> you know that's no, not I'm true. I'm trying to turn a new leaf here. Oh, I inspired you. Mike White did. Mike White. Yeah, fuck that guy. I, I love everyone except See? Mike White. <laughs> what about um? What about the nigga um that missed the, that, that, that let the shot? Fucking Kayvon Allen is a senior and plays like a fucking freshman. Fuck Kayvon Allen too. All right. I love everyone. What about, what about R. Kelly? God damn it. Fuck R. Kelly. Shit, I hate everyone. <laughs> you were doing so good. Let me do it on the show. I tried, guys. I tried. You got it.